We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If I ventured in the slipstream This episode of Inside Golf Podcast is brought to you by RickRunGood.com All the stats, tools, and info that I'll be discussing on this podcast can be found over at RickRunGood.com Course breakdown of TPC Southwind is already live Season-long fantasy rankings will be out on Tuesday Hopefully you're qualified for the playoffs I'm uh, I'm the number one seed heading into the playoffs in, uh, in my big league with Rick Big matchup with uh, with Jason Sobel coming up this week, first round of the playoffs. So you can find out uh, who I would start and sit in that article, which will be live on Tuesday, Wednesday, DraftKings Final Thoughts, and we will keep all of that going all throughout the fall swing, uh, which is generally the time when I do some of my best work. A lot of people start focusing on football. I think that creates opportunity. Yes, I'll have some football stuff up my sleeve for sure, but we are fully committed to uh, all golf all the time at Rick Run Good. Every single tournament, I will have a breakdown for it. You can ask me any questions in that Slack channel, which is a way better place to reach me than on Twitter. Uh, And it is a uh, great community that we would love to have you come be a part of. So head on over to rickrungood.com promo code andy that is the important part if you want to help me out and we would love to have you as part of the team all right quick apology before we get going i have been doing a lot of travel lately i went from new york to chicago for a wedding and now i'm back in la totally forgot my recording equipment in new york just did not pack it so i will be back in new york 10 days from now, uh, but I fully apologize if the audio quality is not as strong as it usually is this week uh, and next week. I'm back in New York next Thursday, and we'll have all of my equipment back then. So big apologies. That was a uh, big whiff on my part, Um, but we carry on. All right, coming up on this podcast, Brian Kirshner and I Break down the entire betting board for the FedEx St. Jude's. We discuss, uh, of course, the Ryder Cup, what direction we are currently leaning from a betting standpoint. Justin Thomas, uh, Bryson's 58 at Liv Greenbrier, uh, Bryson's, or Brian's, uh, sorry, recent trip to Oak Hill, uh, and so much more. This is a, uh, 
this was a really fun one, and we uh, we cover a lot of ground. So without further ado, let's uh, let's bring on Brian. All right, Brian Kirshner is here. Uh, he hosts a podcast called Tap and Birdie. Uh, Bryson had a few of those uh, this past week. Justin Thomas, not as many. Um, where do you want to start? I feel like those are the two biggest stories dominating the golf world right now. It's either JT and the Ryder Cup or or Bryson. And then obviously we'll get to Memphis and, and FedEx Cup later. But but you tell me, where do you want to go first? Yeah, I mean, I think since we're PGA Tour Dick Riders, like we got to start with JT and the Wyndham Championship. I mean, that was the event to watch last week compared to the Greenbrier. So I, I I don't think it would be in good taste to start with uh with the live event. Do you want to just cook on this one because I I was a bit out of the loop this weekend. I was I was traveling. I was at a wedding in Chicago. Um, I actually did watch a fair amount on Sunday, both of live Greenbrier and and Windsor too, because I had a big I had a big layover and my flight got delayed. But you said you told me earlier you want to talk about Justin Thomas. So I don't even remotely understand how this is a thing still, but people are, are people still talking about, I mean, his season's over We're our last breath of him was, was at the Wyndham championship. He's not, he's not qualified. He was 71st in the FedEx cup standings, but people are still talking about Justin Thomas for the Ryder cup team. It seems like there was a lot of, a lot of buzz and, and congrats and, and back padding and, and you went poo poo in the potty for his, yes. for his effort on, uh, on Sunday afternoon at the Wyndham, huh? Yeah, no, I I think it was good content. I think it was the the PGA Tour comms were tweeting about it twenty four seven. Even last week, um, at the three M, they were all over him. Anytime he did anything, they were tweeting it out. And he comes into Sunday, and he's right on the cusp. He's he's right on the number. Makes an early birdie, and then just kind of treads water. Gets to the par five, puts it to fifteen feet for eagle. Drains the putt. And now he's 70. Like now he is in the playoffs. Then there was a delay. And then I, I don't know the FedEx Cup math, but uh, he kind of stumbled coming in, made a bogey right after that. And then almost holds a chip on 18 that would have gotten him into the playoffs after a ridiculous shot from the Pine Straw. Um, I don't know if there is a real majority now out there of people saying that he should be on the Ryder Cup team. I think it's extremely, extremely tough for the case to be made now that the season's over. I truly believe if he made the playoffs and made it into the BMW, he would be on the team. Me too. Yeah. Like, I think it's, I think it's really tough to kind of make the case when, there are too many good players to pick from on the U.S. side. There are just simply not enough spots on the roster. I talked about this last time I talked about the Ryder Cup on a podcast with Joseph Lamagna, but I never really understood the JT debate after a certain point in terms of the message that you're trying to send to some of these American players. I mean, there are some guys that are kind of on the bubble of the American side that have had like career revitalizing seasons of spectacular, unbelievable golf that's been played by some of these Americans that are on the bubble right now. You look at a guy like Keegan, who honestly I have as like 13 or 14 on the outside looking in for me. Which is insane, which is absolutely insane. 
So who do you who would you because I, I I do you not have Cameron Young? No, I, I mean it's it's insane the depth of this no, American team. Right, 100%. like it's truly unbelievable. And honestly, there are two people to blame for this, and it's Wendy C and Brian Harmon. They just threw a massive wrench into this entire thing. I honestly think Wendy C, even if he finished second at the U.S. Open, I still think he's probably on the team. Like I would be okay with him as like the eighth or ninth guy in, but it was already very tight. And then Brian Harmon goes out and wins. And it's just like, yo, some really good golfers that would literally be the sixth best player on the Euro team are just not going to be on this team. Right. That's the thing. I mean, you look at a guy like Cameron Young, who's on the bubble. Cameron Young's contended in five of the last eight majors. He's got, he's got four top fives in the last eight majors. Tony Finau, who people are, I still have in on the bubble, although I think he's yeah. got I think he's got some work to do over the next two weeks. The spot is far from safe. And I think a lot of people have him out right now. Finau's played some unbelievable golf this year. Finau's won four times since JT's last won a golf tournament. Finau has 12. And he's been on the last four U.S. teams. And he's, he's been, been on the last good. two Ryder Cups, and he's been on the last two President's Cups. Like, it's insane. But if you run through it, there are nine guys that I would consider locks, and there's probably a tenth that is probably a lock. Okay, so Scotty, Wendy, I have it, I have it, yeah. So Scotty, Wendy, Harmon, Brooks, Xander, Cantley, Homa. I'm going to say Ricky's a lock. Ricky 100%. absolutely has done enough this year to be on the team. Everyone likes him. He's going to be on it. And even though I don't think it's completely deserved. And I still think he could really use a top 15 these next two weeks. I think Spieth is on this team. I, I really don't see a world in which he's not. And I honestly think Colin's probably the 10th guy. I yeah. think it's really hard to leave Colin off. This guy's going to be on the next three, four Ryder Cup teams. He's having a decent year. He's not having a down year. He's obviously been in a slump since um, it's been a while since he's last won in the PGA Tour. But that are 10 guys that I truly believe will be on the team. That leaves two spots for Finau, Burns, Keegan, Justin Thomas, Cam Young, and Bryson. That is preposterous, the depth of the U.S. team. You wouldn't throw Gooch in that. So Denny's done. We're done. Can we end Den I, I said it months ago. Denny doesn't deserve to be the water boy for this U.S. team. Uh, to be honest with you, I'd rather have Henley than Denny. Yeah, but again, if like we could make two teams, like Henley, like there are just so many guys. So from those, I really think these two weeks are so important. I know that obviously it, it's going to be a thing, but these guys, it's crazy to say, but need like a top five or a win. Like those four guys, excluding Bryson, maybe he'll win at, at Trump Betty. Like I might make the trip on Sunday to witness history to see if he could win back to back and make his way onto the Ryder cup team. But these guys need, I don't even think like a top 15 doesn't. I really think like the Finau Burns, Keegan and young, they need a top five or a win this week to really solidify themselves on this team. Like Zach Johnson, had a really, really hard decision to make. So who would you, who do you think are going to be the two? I guess a more fun conversation to have than who would it be if it ended today? Because you're right, it's not going to end today. And these next two weeks are going to be incredibly impactful. So over the next two weeks, 
Who do you think are the two guys that are of that group that are going to play themselves on? I think Young. I, I really, and I know a lot of people are talking about Fred Couples and what he said basically said that Cam Young is a lock. I think, you know, he had back to back top tens, but he was having a pretty average season before right. that. But I think the U.S. side kind of sees Cam Young as a guy that will be on the next three Ryder Cup teams. Obviously, is an immense talent, one of the best ball strikers. And I think that he's very deadly in all shot. Like, I think if you pair him up with a great putter like Harmon or Canley or Wyndham, like, I think they really want him in all shot. And also... In um in best ball, like he he can make a zillion birdies if uh he can he can putt well, maybe a little bit slower greens overseas. I think Young will play his way on the team. I really like him this People week. I think he's gonna win this week, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then honestly, I I I think it's very hard to make the case against Finau. Again, like we talked about, he's been on the last four American teams and he's won four times in the past 13 months. Now, the points he he's well behind. And, you know, he hasn't really shown up in big dick events, but I just think Keegan and Burns in any other year, they're on this team, but they just kind of got fucked by two guys that went out and won majors, which they could have done like granted, you know, there was nothing stopping them from doing that. But I really just think that Burns and Keegan are going to get shafted unless they have two really good results these next two weeks. Finau still just to read off the Americans. Over the past year, the best American players in the world over the last 12 months in true strokes gained, which takes into account performance of field strength and everything. Scheffler, one. Cantlay, two. Xander, three. Fowler, four. Finau, five. Morikawa, yeah. six. Homa, seven. Windy C, eight. Cameron Young, nine. Henley, 10. Keegan, 11. Brooks, 12. Speed yeah. though. So yeah. I think that's pretty indicative that Finau's probably deserves a more serious look than he might get credit for. I still think that, you know, if Sam Burns outplays Finau these next two weeks, it's Burns. Um, yeah, I, I, I really think it's super important. And it, it's, it's again, like we've said a million times, it's just crazy that Tony Finau is fighting for a spot on this team, but he really, he really is. I, I, I truly believe he can't limp into East Lake. Like T- Tony Finau really needs a good result. Um, and again, like Sam Burns, he's a five-time PGA tour winner. He won the match play. He's a young American. He was on the last president's cup team. Like these are qualities that get you on to the vast majority of American Ryder cups over the past 15 years. And the team is just so deep. And I think that's where Bryson is just kind of getting shafted a little bit. Obviously, he went to live and obviously he made all these decisions. But I, I believe Bryson deserves a shout. I know you, you tweeted about it, but he's had a great year. He's had a really good year in the majors. He finally got his live win, which I really think he was trending towards. And it's just like, yo, if this team was 14 guys, yeah, I think he'd probably be on the team. But there are just so many good options. Yeah, we'll get to Bryson. I want to talk about Bryson, but I, before we put a bow on the Ryder Cup stuff, Two more points like the U.S. and this will transition us into talking about the betting odds, because this is also fascinating to me. But this U.S. team that I was at Whistling Straits two years ago, I mean, they absolutely dominated the Euros and that team that everybody said, oh, we're just going to run back this team for the next four, six years, you know, they lost 
DJ, Berger, Harris English, uh, Finau's in doubt. So that team that dominated, that everyone thought was going to be, you know, the Ryder Cup core for the next decade, JT also is probably is probably not going to be on the team. They lost four of those 12 guys, potentially five, and they still have a wealth of options. And that has me sitting here thinking the discourse in the betting community. I don't know. I haven't read much stuff in terms of like the non-betting takes about who's going to win the Ryder Cup. But in our community, Europe is, I mean, it, Europe has got to be the least sneaky pick. Of, yeah. But I have seen, Europe is, I have not seen a single gambler that is in our community. Correct me if I'm wrong. You're probably a little bit more plugged in than I am because of all the travel I've had the last couple of months. I've not seen a single person on Twitter come out except maybe you a little bit. And I don't even think you're a hundred percent there yet. Be like, yeah, I think the U S is kind of going to kick their ass. Not a single, yeah, I, I, every single person I have seen has been like, Europe's the play Europe's going to win. Yeah. I, and I think that really comes down to more the odds versus how it actually comes out on paper. Because when people look at a matchup over three days in golf, you know, they're only playing X amount of matches. This is not a month long competition. Every single person would rather take the plus money than lay the juice. And I know the odds have kind of come a little bit the other way and they've, they've gone towards the European side. But, you know, I, I'm a I'm a red blooded American. I like steak. I like Budweiser. I like beer. Like I'm not wagering on these Europeans like I'm not doing that. I love my country and I truly think that they are going to win. I know it's been a while since they won in Europe, but my main concern is with the mid-tier guys of Europe. Like, Lowry, Rose, Moronk, like, Bobby Mack. Like, these guys are Rose going to be going Rose to... isn't playing well. As much as we... Lowry's want, had an average year. Hockey is, like, a total wild card in terms yeah. of consistency. I mean, that guy's a microwave, but he can also be terrible at times. You're right. You mentioned Lowry. Lowry's been really bad. Moronk's been fine. Um, yeah. I don't think Ludwig's as good as people think he is. No, he shouldn't be on the team. I'm not going to do it. Like, no, I, we'll get into Carter, it. Like, I'm okay with Ludwig on the team. I, I think him or Hoshgard for the final spot, but he's not the guy people think he is. If, if someone, because I truly believe that Stefan Yeager has a way better case to make the team than Ludwig. It's not even close, in my opinion. Stefan Yeager's done it for much longer period on the PGA tour. I think he's missed two cuts since February has a bunch of top 20 finishes. He's German. He's young. Like in my opinion, Stefan Jaeger, he's in the playoffs. Um, absolutely deserves the 12th spot on this team. It's not even close um, for me, but we're talking about the 12th guy on the American Ryder cup team being Tony Finau versus the 12th guy on the European team, being Stefan Jaeger or Ludwig. And I understand the sentiment of it's not played on paper. Americans have always had the better team. It's different. Like Ryan Moore was on these teams. Like Boo Weekly was on these teams. Like this is a very different echelon of the U.S. team. I'm not going to bet it now, but that week I'm taking off that Friday. I, I will be betting the American side. There's really nothing that convinced me otherwise because yeah the top three on europe are unbelievable and fleetwood and hatton are having great years but past that 
I don't think any one of those golfers would be on the American team if they were American. Like, truly. I think five or six guys. Would Matt, let me ask you this. Would Matt Fitzpatrick, let's say he has a middling end of the season, would he be on the American Ryder Cup team? He would have to have a good playoffs. Fitzpatrick hasn't been that good. Like, I'll just go back to the true strokes gained over the past year. Fitzpatrick is behind Wyndham Clark, Max Homa, Colin Morikawa, Tony Finau, Ricky Fowler, Xander Cantlay, Scheffler. Uh, Fitzpatrick it would be in that. Fitzpatrick has been as good as Keegan over the past yeah. 12 months, right? So I, I've been shocked by the confidence that betters have in this Euro team. And, and I understand the, it's a good number. I understand the not wanting to weigh the juice, even though, you know, last year or two years ago, coming into whistling, I feel like people were really down to lay the juice with the U S I feel like there yeah. were a lot of, there are a lot of U S is going to win 17, nine takes. And now there's not really, you're the first person I've heard that is like, I, I'm, fully betting the Americans, the Americans are going to kick their ass. I'm I'm not fully there on either side. I mean, I, I hate to play the middle like this, but I, I'm just not sure yet. I need to do more research on the course. I think I'm a lot closer on the American side than I think most betters are. Uh, I think I yeah. probably share your opinion far more than the average person in our community that has already hammered the European team five times by now. I mean, this could be a situation where I'm not even... I want to see what the number does a little bit. I, I, I hate to be that guy, but I may not end up playing a side. It may be a prop situation for me. The fact that everyone is so confident in the European side, the contrarian in me, definitely makes me want to be on US more. But listen, one mistake that I think a ton of people are making already is the La Golf Nationale comps. I mean, we've still yet to see how they're going to set up this golf course. But this idea also that, you know, if they set it up like Le Golf National, I can run you through the true strokes gained and off the tee. I mean, if they try and make it Le Golf National, the U.S. can create a team that is more accurate drivers of the ball than the European team. The U.S. can create also yeah. create a team that are longer drivers of the ball than the European team. Um, I do think Europeans motivated. I do think they probably have a chip on their shoulder coming off, coming off whistling. Right. I, I do think guys like Rom and Rory and Hovland and Fleetwood, like I think those guys are really going to show up and be tough outs. But yeah. man, this this unabated just absolute love fest for the Euro side. Um, I would be very I would tread very, very lightly, lightly in that direction. I understand the number, but I and I understand betting them plus two hundred or plus one ninety, but I, I would I would have a lot throw a lot more caution into the wind in that discussion. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. And like, I want to banter with Europeans. Like, I want to tell them to eat beans. Like, I'm looking forward to that. I'm not like going to bet them and be like, Shane Lowry's your six bath guy. Like, I'm just, I'm not doing that. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very high on the Americans and I'm, Excited for these next two weeks because honestly, these events are fine. There's good players in it, but I think how those bubble players play is a much more intriguing storyline than who um, wins, unless it's you know some long shot. Okay, Bryson shoots fifty eight at Live Greenbrier. Preferred lies. What's the shout out? Crank uh, flying off the shelves. Um, what's the takeaway for you? I think I'm a little bit more impressed with it than you are, but also at the same time, live green like Greenbrier was a place that led up to 59s, two sub 60 rounds. There's only so many courses on the PGA Tour that have had sub 60 rounds. They have two, so it's definitely one that you can go low at. But again, like I talked about, Bryson's been having a good year. He's been playing well. This has not come out of nowhere um, at all. I thought he was trending towards a. Uh, live win. I didn't bet him, but like I'll still Vic lap it because I thought about it. Yeah. But like I, I'll 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 Vic lap it um a little bit. But yeah, I mean I, I I'm not really that surprised by it because of how he's been playing. I think like I talked about, I think the way the US team shakes out, there's just not room for him. I think his perception in the US team locker room isn't great. And I think he's just kind of in a tough spot. And it sucks that the last next time we're going to see him play truly meaningful golf is going to be at Augusta, which I think will be fantastic viewing. I hope he keeps the form up because I would love to see Bryson contend at the Masters. That would be unbelievable television. But I, I'm 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 impressed by it. I I I think it was a pretty crazy round to shoot 58 with a bogey. I'm impressed by it too. I mean, the only point that I was making. And this has absolutely nothing to do with Liv. I wish the the Liv fans did not take everything as such a personal attack and and have this gargantuan chip on their shoulder about everything. Because this point that I was making about it was actually not an anti-Liv thing. I will I'm plenty opinionated about Liv, and I will tell you if I'm taking a shot at Liv. This actually wasn't a shot at Liv. I would say the exact same thing about TPC Craig Ranch or Detroit Golf Club and. You know, if you're curious about my opinions on those golf courses, go check the receipts. I've written thousands of words about those golf courses, hundreds of hours of podcasting over the last three years. My views on 90% of the PGA Tour venues and the way that the PGA Tour sets up their courses is very well documented. But I just think that context matters here. And with how easy golf has become at the professional level, you have to explain what these things mean. Golf is an outdoor sport. 
It's played on different courses. And that's why we have something called strokes gained, which levels the playing field in terms of helping us place performance in context. And my only point with the Bryson 58 is a wonderful round of golf. It wasn't the best round of golf at the professional level this year. <laughs> Mathematically, it wasn't a top five round of the season. Ricky and Xander 62s at LACCs were, were mathematically much better rounds of golf. Again, it's math. That's not an anti-live take. And listen, this is why strokes gain exists. This is why handicaps exist. If I go out, Brian, and shoot. Yeah, like the fucking Live Golf Nation that says, let's play Beth Page Black. Like, I'll destroy you. And I'm like, okay, you're a two handicap. I'm a 17. Like, I'm not good at golf. Like, there has to be some. Like, we'll play with strokes. Like, yeah, you'll beat me on live, obviously. But yeah, you got to have some handicap in this. Well, that's that's the point I was making. If I go out and shoot 69 at Beth Page Yellow, which would be still be a tremendous round of golf, yeah. which has a course rating of 70, yeah. and I go out the next day and I shoot 74 at Oak Hill East, which has a course rating of 76, the 74 at Oak Hill East is better round of golf. It just is. Yeah, it's like Ricky's sixty-two at LACC is statistically a better round of golf than Bryson's fifty-eight at the Green Bar, and that's not even getting me started on field strength. It's not an answer. Yeah, the, the scoring average was sixty-five <laughs> with fucking Jediah Morgan and Chase Kepka in the field. Like that's a pretty fucking low round, right? And it's I, you know my only point with this stuff is it's like okay, guys, like this isn't anything new. Like what's more impressive to you if a field goal kicker? kicks a 55-yard field goal in the snow in Buffalo or a 60-yard field goal in a dome in Atlanta? Why do certain baseball parks yield more home runs than others? Like, this is not rocket science. I just don't understand how people were having such a hard time with this. I still think that what Bryson did was, you know, still one of the better rounds of the season. And the other point that I was making, and this is a compliment to Liv, is that they clearly set this golf course up. I actually watched Webb Greenbrier. I, I know that people think that I don't lo- wa- I had a way. Of, I would shout out Spirit Airlines. Never again. Um, they just what? What are you doing flying Spirit, bro? I know, I know. I switched. So I was supposed to fly out early on Sunday morning back to LA from this wedding in Chicago, and I was like, do I really want to wake up at six a.m. the 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 morning after a wedding where we're out, you know, pretty late? So I switched it, and they only had Spirit later in the afternoon. So I would, and they kept delaying it. So I was just sitting in, you know, O'Hare for five hours on Sunday, watching switching between Bryson's round and and Setfield, and and I watched. And the thing that I thought that Liv did well is that they actually made a concerted effort to set this golf course up as easy as possible to create a situation where this was possible. Like I, I said this on Twitter, but like, I think if the PGA tour is going to roll out courses like Craig ranch and Detroit golf club, like what are you doing making the 11th hole this year at Craig ranch, a par four instead of a par five. So the winning score is minus 24 instead of minus 28. Like if you're going to do it, if you're going to put out these bunny tracks like, just go all the way with it and try and get the 54 for engagement, right? And that's yeah. what I thought that lived For in. the numbies, dude, for the numbies. And, and listen, it got a ton of run on social media, as it should have. It was it put Liv on the map, I thought, in a serious way. And I thought that they accomplished their goal in that, right? Like, that is kind of what Liv is going for, right? Golf, but louder. They're not trying to be a competitive, hard test of golf 
they're trying to be something else, which is great. Golf, but louder 54, yeah. 58s, you know? So and, I thought they, I commend them for, for their setup at, and, at and also shout out on Bryson's YouTube channel. He put up a two V two match against, it was him and bond versus Phil and Tringali. Great content. Like it was awesome. I just watched it. It was actually great. I tweeted out the clip and Bryson's like, what are we playing for? And Phil's like, I will play a two a two man best ball for a G each, and you could press for a half. And if someone shoots twenty eight, you get double. Like it was great content. Phil's talking through shots. Like the PGA Tour wouldn't allow people to film practice rounds. Like better, it was great. I really enjoyed it, and I love Phil. Honestly, I still love Phil. I yeah. I have no ill feelings towards Phil. So yeah, I, I respect what Liv um, is doing. I'm seriously not even joking kind of maybe debating just ripping it to live to live trump betty on sunday like just getting after it and just seeing what's live is all about and get up close to these golfers but i i don't know i got a big day at work on can, monday can so we unpack we'll that. see can we unpack that for just a second uh geographically it's it's not a big swing for you right this is yeah i mean driving into jersey is like the worst thing ever but still i it wouldn't be that bad and what do you think tickets are for Live Betty? Very cheap. I, I don't like the the cost of it is not an issue, but um, we'll see. I, I'll I'm gonna keep my options open. I I might head over there. So what is it going head to head against? Is it BMW week or no? Live Betty is this Sunday. Stop it. Yes, straight up. Fuck yeah. Um, I love that. I love that for them. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I've said this on on this podcast before. I'm real. I thought the the weight loss for Bryson is going to do wonders for him. I, I really yeah. do. I, I thought. I think that I'm really high on Bryson long term. I'm with you in the sense that I think he probably hasn't done enough to to be on the Ryder Cup team. I don't think he's going to get picked uh, because yeah. I, I I think Zach Johnson probably rid him off a while ago, and if he was seriously considering these live guys, then I think he'd be there or I think he would send yeah. or somebody. I think he's wrote those. I think he's, you know, he's sea Island mafia. And I just don't think he ever seriously considered the live players a la Dustin and Bryson and Gooch, unless they pulled a Brooks and won a major. And, and the reason why I would be way less upset if Bryson was on the Ryder cup team, than JT was on the Ryder cup team. Like I tweeted, was not because of today, right? Bryson's 58 today wasn't all that different from the 62 that Justin Thomas shot at the Travelers a couple of weeks ago mathematically. But Bryson's been way better than JT at the majors this year. Yeah. JT's yep. been a shit show in the majors, and Bryson's been really good in the majors. Bryson finished fourth at Oak Hill and drive the ball, drove the ball immaculately. He was like yeah. at LACC for a little bit too. So I think he probably hasn't done enough, but I, I'm I'm far more okay with him on the team than I am JT, but that's interesting. I don't have any, do you have anything else on him or, uh, no. or ever, or you, are you to- like scooping up Bryson future? Like I would, I, he's like 66 to one to win the PGA next year. I fucking bet that he is a way better <laughs> shot. Than Did I you bet that? So I, so I was playing, no, but I would. Well, okay. So I was playing, um, I was playing Chicago Highlands on uh, Friday flex and with these two uh two of the head pros that came from Kentucky and they were telling me a bit about Valhalla 
And Valhalla screams to me yeah. just like a semi-worse version of Oak Hill in terms of setup. It's just it's going to be 74, 7,500 yards. They made it longer. They're going to grow out. Par what? Do you know? Par 70. Really? It, wow. Yeah, it's going to be Rory and Bryson and Rom. But so- I'm in. I'm in. Bryson 66 Bryson's PGA. 60, I'm in. Bryson's I'm in. 66 to 1 at Valhalla. That's a great fucking number. I'm in. Let, let's 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 take that lip slap. He's like, we're betting on the guy. Like, I'm in. I'm in. No, I'm in. I'm not even joking. I'm a U.S. Open. I don't know. Pinehurst okay. is a little. Pinehurst is a little bit more. I played. I played a bunch of golf at Pinehurst. Not in a decade. I, I played it a bunch when I was in college in North Carolina, and I went to that Keimer U.S. Open in 2014. Still the most boring golf event I've ever attended in my life. No shot. That's not a shot at Pinehurst. It was just like Keimer was up by nine on Friday. Legit no beef. Legit. Yeah, no, 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 no beef. You know, Eric Compton was a good story. Uh, Ricky finished top five, I believe. But Pinehurst is more of a a thinking man's golf course. It, yeah. yeah. Bryson's 66 on Bet Rivers. I'm betting it. Valhalla, you heard it here first. Yeah. Valhalla is just pure execution test. Yeah. Valhalla is a lot like Oak, Oak, the leaderboard that we saw at Oak Hill. Your Cameron Davis's, your Kurt Kitiyama's. I don't, I don't think that the roadmap to success at Valhalla is going to be all that dissimilar. So I like that a lot. Okay, anything else on uh, any other things you want to hit on before before uh, we do FedEx St. Jude's? You came played Oak Hill with me. Hot take: Oak Hill's hard. <laughs> Hot take: Oak Hill hard. A major that t- minus three got you t four. Hard golf course. Yeah. No, I. It was, I don't even know what to say because it was truly just an unbelievable round of golf in terms of just every single thing I could have done wrong or poorly, I did. Like, I just could not catch a break, and I suck at golf, and I was playing an extremely hard major course. Yeah, it was, I'm a horrible iron player, like truly weakest part of my game. And you just can't miss at all. You have to hit such a good iron shot to be on the green, or you're just making triple. And the next day, John and I played Greystone, which is a public track in Rochester. Andy, we have to play it. It was awesome. Like, shout out Greystone in Rochester. And I would, the greens were big. It was like a Lynx course, whatever. And I would hit the green, but I would like be a little right. I'd be like, I literally would have made a triple or a quad at Oak Hill with that shot. Like not even a question. So basically takeaway from Oak Hill, there's, if you're over a 15 handicap, there's no point in being a member at a really difficult country club. Like I would play El Cab every fucking day. El Cab, great course. You're a home course in LA. I yeah. played at other country clubs. Like they're playable. They're fine. I'd like to see what the West is. Like, I'll make another trip up to see what the West is, but you got to be a fucking good golfer to be a member at Oak Hill. Well, that's a thing that I was, because I have the club championship there in two weeks. And I was, you know, I was talking to my data guys about this. I was having Lamagna send me some heat maps, some shot dispersion charts from the PGA to see what strategy I should take on. And I could probably look this up online and find it on the website, but the uh the club championship is two days of stroke play at the east course and then if you qualify if you're in the top 16 i believe you play the following weekend match play at the east course so the club championship is fully on the east course 
And I played four, I played five rounds in four days there. And four of them on uh, three rounds at the East course and two rounds on the West course. And the East is like, it's so freaking hard that I have no idea if like I would need to shoot 78 because maybe these members are just so used to it. I, you know, maybe they've been playing the golf course for 20, 30 years and they just get it and they understand these greens. I have no idea if I'm going to need to shoot 78 or like an 87 is going to get in because you play that course and you watch some of the guys that are in front of you and you watch like pretty decent golfers play it. And you got five handicaps shooting 95 out there. So I'm I'm really curious to see if what it takes, what a what a true like good round of golf there is. Because I, I really don't know. I, I could I could maybe I have this massive leg up because I probably hit it a lot farther than most of the guys that I'm playing at. And you can kind of bomb and gouge it a little bit, but God, those greens have given have given me a ton of trouble too. So I have no idea. I, I genuinely Yeah, I think I think when we talked about it at dinner after. I think the range is 78 to 82 would be a really good score for you. And I think that would put you in contention. Do I have any experience in club championships or know anything? No, but like just based off. Well, we got the the member guest in it in a month and a half too. So I would, so keep sandbagging and get those. I'm not a lot of Beth. (laughs) No, I'm out. Like I'm just out. I'm a hundred percent out. And then it was funny because we talked to the starter at Greystone, and we're like, oh, we played Oak Hill yesterday. And then we're like, oh, we played the East. It's so hard. He's like, yeah, the West is like just as hard. Ah, uh, no, I would not say that. I thought the West was drastically easier. The West isn't easy, but the West is like <laughs> Somerset, right? Like, are, remember- are there like a lot of like elevated green with heavy bunkering? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fuck but it's not- I like, it's I'm, not- I'm, I'm so I'm out, out on that. not as hard as you. You know, I got to say, though, just to put a bow on Oak Hill, I'm so in on the fucking Bills this year after just the buzz, the buzz about Josh Allen. I mean, we saw Josh Allen grinding out there yeah. in the pouring rain, rolling in birdie putts. Yeah. I, I've never seen a guy more locked in. I don't, You're a Rochester guy now. You're I an upstate New York guy. I'm a, I'm a, yeah, listen, I don't think I don't see a scenario where the Bills don't win the Super Bowl. So I'm, I'm just, actually kind of lower on them than consensus this year. But that's after, just I've been running some models. Josh Allen. That, imagine if that's my uh, if that's my first round matchup in, in yeah, match Josh. That'd be sick, Josh. dude. Is he going to play in the club championship? Yeah, probably. That's there's, like, you. There's there's, there's, there's I, I think there's about. 20 bills on the that are members Fuck yeah that's actually sick like we yeah. saw josh allen we were coming up three and he was coming up like 11 or something i didn't say anything like i'll victory lap that one like i know country like you can invite me to your country club i will not run over to a hole and say hi to a top three qb in the niche like i won't do that so you can invite me to country clubs because i have that etiquette um but yeah, it was Josh Allen's my guy. I mean, but yeah, I, I'm lower on the Bills than contestants. But we'll see. It's again situational. Got to see where they're traveling, who they're up against, what they did last week. But uh, I lean Bills team total under, to be honest. Okay, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the FedEx St. Jude's. This is a 70 man field this week. Uh, I, I'm okay with it. I, I I think that it made the Wyndham better that it was 70 
qualifying for this week. I think it remains to be seen if it makes this tournament better, it being 70 guys. I mean, you've made this point a bunch on Twitter. Pretty shocking how bad <laughs> some of the back end of this field is. You've brought up Neesmith. I haven't seen Neesmith on a leaderboard since Nam. He's I mean, done nothing. Like, like, I'm not exaggerating. I think he's made like five cuts in 2023, but all it took was three top tens in the fall, and he's it. Well, I think they've Sammy Steves. Sammy Steves made it. He actually had a pretty good year. Shout out Valero. Uh, yeah. I don't think Ben Griffin had a top 10 in 2023. I think it was just the T2 at Bermuda, which you invented. Like that was it. And he's he's in. Like it's crazy. Uh, but I'm in on the top 70. Like, if you look at the guys from 70 to 125, those guys do not deserve to be in the quote unquote playoffs. They did not, they had a below average PGA tour career season compared to their skill level. Obviously it's different for everybody, but those guys don't deserve to be in the playoffs. And honestly, I'm in on the next year, the four, no cut events, top 70. Like it's not that bad Four events a year. We can do it. And again, I don't want to fucking see chess and Hadley at an elevated event. It defeats the purpose. Like you can't have these massive fields. Like it needs to have some sort of exclusivity. So I'm in on the 70 people. Like I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Like I don't really play a lot of DraftKings. Like the odds are fine. It's I'm fine with it. I thought the odds are okay. I mean, I, yeah. I I've done a little perusing on Twitter today. It seems like we finally reached the point where people are a lot less scared of the top of the board. I haven't seen Rory, Rom, or Scheffler on a single betting card this week. And I think you could probably make the argument that these guys are priced the same prices that they have essentially in the yeah. majors. And this event is easier to win for them yeah. in the majors, but I skip past them as well. Yeah. Um, I did as well. And the other thing that I will say is that I know Zal won last year, but there was a historically bad leaderboard at this event last year. I don't know if you remember. It was legit like JJ Spawn. I, I, I should pull it up, but the leaderboard was terrible. It was like Putnam, JJ Spawn, um, just a really a bunch of set, like a bunch of non-elite players. Like the elites didn't really show up at this event other than Zal last year. So I personally agree with now going to the top of the board because I, I think someone above 50 to one could win this week. I don't think it is completely out of the realm of possibility. So I, to be honest with you, okay, real quick, rapid fire. If you had to pick one of the three, who scares you the most, Rom, Rory, or Scheffler? I thought Rom had no shot at the open. He didn't. I like Rom this week. I'm back in. I thought he was done for the season. Played well at the open. I'm back in. So I, Rom. I agree. I got to be honest. I looked right past the disgusting brothers. I okay. I, I didn't consider them. I they're not good on Bermuda. They're not. They're not Cat this part of this country, guys. Yeah, even Hovland, who I skipped right past as well. Hovland, I was surprised to see by my number lowers his baseline pretty significantly on Bermuda courses as well. Yeah. So I skipped. I, I skipped right past Cantlay, Xander, and Hovland. I'm with you. I think I'm going to play Rom in DraftKings, and depending on ownership, we'll see. Uh, but. Of the Cantlay, Xander, Hovland trio, does any of them have interest? Do you have interest in any of those? No, no, I, maybe, maybe Hovland, but I just feel like I'm chasing the win and I think he got it this year. And again, I don't like him on Bermuda courses. I like him on Ben courses and he hasn't really played that super well here. So no, I'm out on all of them. Okay. So I actually, you know, the summer gets tougher for me. I've done a ton, 
if you have a girlfriend, like we understand. I'm not making. Like, I'm not making. Like excuses. you're posting Instagram like collages and dumps. Like I understand your life has changed. Like I understand modeling out the 3M doesn't, you know, get you up anymore. I understand you have different priorities in your life. And I'm okay with that because people grow and people change and that's fine. Listen, I'm not making excuses. I will say it's been a little tougher for me this summer to grind the way that I usually do on some of these events. And I feel like it's, I'm taking full accountability here. I feel like it showed. I haven't hit a winner since Big Dick Nick at Canadian. Big Dick Nick. So I'm I'm like starting to get to the point. I do my season tally and I'm like starting to get to okay. the, it's like, oh shit, like I actually kind of need one right now. Okay. I had a good, I had a really good start to the season. Yeah. And it's been just and honestly, like the last two weeks, Wyndham and 3M, my cards, I didn't even have like a guy I didn't <laughs> watch on on Sunday. So, you know no guys in the final group or a penultimate group. You know, here's the thing about me, man. I've uh, I've had a guy that's teed off after 1:20 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. All, all you can 26 do. All you can do. 28 events, check. So, uh, so yeah. I mean, I'd say we're trending, and you know, listen, it's a game of chance. It's a game of variance. I'd like to see yeah. the ball go through the hoop, but I'm putting myself in position. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. So, you know, in true to form, I'm just gonna. The theme of my card is like, who's been the best this year? that hasn't won and is due for a win so you know our lovable losers of the season so i bet morikawa hatton spieth and young that's those, those are your guys morikawa yeah more actually 28 i think i you, bet it for you yeah yeah morikawa 28 hatton 25 i really like fleetwood i'm a sucker for a good butch Harmon post in vegas so but i went yes. with over oh fuck and now i'm looking at the odds checker grid I bet Spieth is 30. He's 35. Can you cash? Uh, I could cash it out for you, I think. Okay, we can talk about Wait, that. so can can so what was your decision? Why did you bet Spieth over Fleetwood? I really I really like Spieth this week. Spieth, you know, he's been hitting he hit the ball really well at the open. He's played pretty well on this golf course too. I think his driver his driver has been really underrated this season. He had that like incredible driving week at Oak Hill too. Um, I don't think he's as far off as people think. I think this is like the type of golf course that he should play well at. He's been really good. You look at like these type of southeastern Bermuda, hot, yeah. sticky Bermuda rough, and first, third, 18th, 20th at the Valspar, win second set. Like he's been really good at the Valspar and Eastlake and two courses that I, I would compare to this. And you know, he's got two top 20 finishes here as well. And he's coming off a 23rd at the open yeah. where he gained over five on approach. So, and I'm not even a really a big speed guy. Okay. Uh, so, but I, it's I, more, I, so you trust him to get up across the line more than Fina, um, than Fleetwood. I mean, I think you have to, right? Yeah. I, yeah. No, I mean, I, I think Fleetwood's I, the biggest trust, loser on tour. Yeah. I, I trust most guys in this. <laughs> I, I like Fleetwood models out incredibly well. Yeah. From- does every week and yeah and he's a, he's a good bermuda player he's a great bermuda player but yeah. i i would say that i trust i mean i trust Ooh, it's tough because i feel like fleetwood's actually been really relevant to win a tournament this year in terms of like his playoff loss in canada and how relevant he was for so long at the open i guess i trust hatton to win yeah fleetwood. that's kind of close totally was was bringing that up it's yeah. like you argue fleetwood there maybe I don't know. I, I I like Hatton. I think 
I didn't. I haven't bet anyone here yet. I, I really haven't bet that many. I've only bet two people, and one's not going to win. So I, I could bet kind of this range. I'm not really super high on anyone, but I do like Hatton. I do think this is a good course for Hatton. Again, everyone's a loser until they win. He's just been really disappointing um, this season, and he's always had one band round, and it's just take him out of the tournament. And I think he's a little bit gutless. Colin, I'm out on. Um, I don't know. Hold I think. On. I just think that I just think there's I just I just think that there's been so many times this year where Colin has made so much sense and he's just done dick like and I haven't bet him. So I just think he there's any time it's, you know, a heavy ball striking course and you need to be good off the team needs to be good on approach. People are going to be like Colin, Colin, Colin. But the performances at Travelers and the Heritage and. Um, I don't know, some other spots like the open, well, like no, that was a good open for him. Like, and he's just done nothing. So I'm not willing to bet him at 25 to one. So I prefer Hatton over him. I kind of like Fleetwood. I don't think he can win. I think Ricky got his win. Wendy got his win. Finau, he's a loser. Spieth, I could be sold on Spieth, but I always get him wrong. Yeah. I mean, the, the name that I'm surprised that you haven't mentioned that I think I have seen on a lot of betting cards is Burns. Yeah. I I I like Burns. I, I he again has the win equity. He lost in a playoff here. He's obviously a great Bermuda player. I think he actually played decent here last year. He's forty to one. I don't hate that bet. I might get there. Um, he's definitely very popular, and I think for good reason. But the first bet I made this morning, um, that I was thinking about betting yesterday, and I didn't really have a good gauge about what his number would be. But I really liked Cam Young this week. And when I woke up and saw a 45, I was over the moon and very, very excited about that number. Um, I think that this place has gotten a little bit of a rep with the winners being you have to be a great ball striker, but you can get away with not being the greatest putter in the world. Anytime Daniel Berger, Justin Thomas, and Will Zalatoris win an event, that's going to be the narrative. And when you look at what Cam Young did here last year, gained over nine strokes ball striking. When you look at what he did at the Open Championship, um, gained like over 10 strokes ball striking, just absolutely hit the cover of the ball. He has the new Pro V, which he likes. Him and Paul Tesori are vibing again. He said it's taken a little bit of time for him to adjust. Again, someone that's played decent this year, but has been trending this summer. I really like Cam Young, and I think 40, 45 is an absolutely fantastic number, and I'm confused why he's not more popular, but I'm happy that he's not super popular. I'm 100% with you. I like the symmetry of him and Zalatoris. Yep. Zalatoris getting the – I mean, Cam Young is undeniably the best player on tour without a win. He could have yep. had multiple majors under his belt at this point. Um He's a much better like short to middle iron player than he gets credit yep. for. My long term numbers on him in terms of his short to middle iron play is great. So I'm with you. I mean, I I I prefer Young to Burns this week. I think the only other guys as we move down a little bit farther, I don't know what the hell happened with the decky last week. I he had like the worst short game performance of of his career he missed the cut by seven at the window yeah i think but that was like two holes he just like kept it in a bunker like three times like yeah. I, I don't think it was like every hole was like really bad around the green i think it was very concentrated in like two holes yeah and then i ran a model for this course and hideki was top five so, so you but you're 
Are you out? Are you not betting him? Do you not have room? DraftKings. DraftKings. Okay, Shout you're in. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Hideki's going to be highly owned, and I'm going to go right back to the yeah. – not that he was like a great – he was like the second highest priced guy and was like moderate ownership. I was one of the only people that bet him at 20 to 1. Um, that was not yeah. uh, retrospectively, but I'm going to play him in DraftKings, <laughs> low ownership. I think that yeah. he won't be highly owned. Yeah, and, and one thing I will say about Camion, because I don't know if people are going to listen to this and, and tell me, he's going to miss a fuck ton of putts and it's going to be super tilting. But at 45 to one, I'm in. Like, that's the difference for me is that if Camion was 25, 30 to one, I know he's going to putt bad. But at 45 to one, it's worth the gamble that if he's just neutral or even loses a stroke, I really do think he can win if he hits it like he did at um, the Open or here last year. So. Um, I'm in on him. Who are you eyeing anyone else more down the board? Oh, the only other guys I would ask you about is Tom Kim. I think I don't, is he hurt? I don't think he was ever hurt to begin with. Yeah. But then he goes on CBS with Nance on Saturday and says he doesn't even know if he's a go for FedEx, but you know, he's finishing second at the open on a quote unquote sprained ankle. I, I think is a really good golf course for him. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm I'm good on the 45s to one, but I, yeah, I'm luck in in DraftKings. Yeah, I'll be curious. I, I really don't know his health. I would assume he's fine. And honestly, I think there's a very good chance he doesn't play well. Not because of the ankle. Like he's just been very up and down all year, and he's not been someone that's been extremely consistent. And he's missed a lot of cuts on really good golf courses for him. So I think he's too volatile for me at 45 to one. And then you throw in um, the ankle, but I might take a stab on Ben on at 80 to one. He's fucked here. He's, he's popped around at this event. um, And now he's in way better form. And I think this, you know, I I have my doubts about him winning, but in terms of like a top five, top 10 at 80 to one with an each way, like I'm, I'm down on Ben on. And then I bet, um, I bet Jaeger at 110 to 1 to win this week. I think he's just having an extremely underrated season. Again, missed two cuts since February. I think he's had like eight top 30 finishes. Really, really good ball striker. And I really like to see him turn it around with the putter. I think he lost strokes putting in like eight straight events, but he's actually gained like three in like three of his last five. Um, so I like Jaeger with the top five with a with an each way, but as of right now, those are the only two guys I've bet so far this week. So I, I can really do anything, but I'm kind of leaning towards like a Homa Burns, Tamyong, like not betting anyone under 30 to one and just kind of seeing if any of them could give it a run. I mean, speed 35, Brian, that's a pretty good number. I just always get them wrong. And like, I just, I have a hard time betting speed, but I'm not out, but I just, Anytime I bet him, he never plays well, which isn't a good enough reason, but I just have some hesitations with him. But I think 35 is a good number. In terms of guys that are farther down the board that I don't have room to bet, but I think are going to play well, uh, I really like Keith Mitchell this week. Uh, for yep. DraftKings, I really I like Siwoo this week for DraftKings. First round leader here last year. Right. Um, I'm with you on Jaeger. I hope that Jaeger is it. I hope you're not steaming him up too much for from a DraftKings perspective. And then, man, this field gets pretty damn bad. 
quite. Yeah. I like, I like Putnam and Todd. Todd hold the 54 hole lead here. Uh, Just two years ago, he's playing some Mexican golf. I was on him last week. Um, His, he was the second favorite at one point. So I'll Vic lap that. Uh, Putnam's also fucked here. I like both of them. Uh, Maybe as first round leader drafting plays, but those are kind of my favorite. Um, Kind of, kind of uh, striking to see Chris Kirk at 150 to one. I know you were, you were talking with house about how disappointed you were with him last week. I was so bummed to see. I I really thought I was on to something with <laughs> that. That fell flat in my face. I mean, at least Brandon Wu made the cut, but I was really yeah. confident both of those guys, and they kind of put up nothing burgers. Uh, Kirk didn't even th- Wu was like in the me- Wu was in the top twelve, top ten at one point, but and then really fell off on Saturday and Sunday. Kirk, as House acutely pointed out, never even threatened the cut line. I mean, he wasn't even. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I think I'm probably, I mean, I'll do a deeper dive into him for DraftKings. Remember Taylor Montgomery? Taylor Montgomery has the worst odds in this entire field. He's 400 to one. Yeah. And, and Neesmith. Um, Neesmith. And then I think do- you have to bet Wu out of principle at 350. Yeah, I could probably, I could probably throw 10 bucks on that. All right. So who is your, who's your winner? Just winner. I think it's Cameo, baby. I think we're going back to back at St. Jude. Great ball strikers that can't putt that are getting their first win. Paul Tesori, Ryder Cup. Like, it's happening. Like, I, I'm in on Cam Young. And I truly, uh, I was like, Cam Young should be most tipped. Everyone's going to bet him. And I was fucking scouring cards. And, like, he's really not popular at all. So, I'm pretty happy about that. Because usually if I really like a guy, he's, like, very popular. Because, like, I mean, it's just pretty straightforward. But I thought more people would be on Cam Young. But I'm hoping the miscut of throwing people off like it did with Lucas Glover. I bet him at the 3M. I bet him at fucking the fucking Barbasol. And I hopped off. And I should have been on him. But whatever. It's fine. So I'm I'm hoping like when after miscut is, is the trend here. I'll go Spieth just to be different. Okay, final question. Just because people don't seem to understand content. But this is how it works. There's no upside. For us in this, in terms of just potentially looking stupid, but actually, I mean, if he doesn't win, we could still vip lap it. But one guy in the top like eight of the options, Scotty, zero chance. Like, Scotty has no stick, chance. Stick a fork in him. I don't even know why he's making yeah. the trip to Memphis. No, yeah, Scotty, zero chance. No, yeah, I'm like, I'm just out on people all year being like, I'm just gonna bet Scotty if he just puts neutral, he'll win because he hasn't done that. Um, maybe next week he could fuck, but no, Scotty is zero chance this week. I'll go Hovland. I, I want to okay. I need Hovland to show you kind of have beef with Hovland. No cap. No, no, I don't. Ha- I mean, I, no, like you're just always hating on Hovland. I feel like, I feel like I bet him a, 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 a why, why weren't you on him at the Memorial? That's a good question. I bet Justin Thomas at the Memorial. That's kind of <laughs> okay. So, I mean, he was right there for my Memorial card um probably i think i might have bet more call at the memorial too i don't see I don't. again like the morikawa thing yeah i just he, i don't he, he, i'll he, say no I, i'll like scotty yeah he won't win but i i would say my absolute pick to win is morikawa like i'm a little bit scared of scotty at least a little bit but morikawa would be my pick not to win okay that's fair no uh, beef like zero beef i just want to say to you and the audience zero beef between andy and i um about me saying morikawa can't win Okay, uh, so what do you got to plug? Who's on TIB this week? I'm having Pat 
of tour junkies on not db who's been on multiple times pat is coming on love tour junkies they're great guys they're funny they're good content um and i appreciate that in the space if you you want to come on tib like gotta have some entertainment value so yeah we'll we'll chat it up but uh it's it's been a while since i've been on um igp so i'm, I'm happy to to be on and i'm i'm looking forward to us playing black maybe next week if we mm-hmm. can get on yeah, I, I'm okay on. Uh, I'm cool with red, to be honest. Like true, like I was there. I went at five forty-five Saturday morning, and there was a ten thirty for four on black. It's crazy. Like people don't play it. Well, it's it's pretty hot this time of year too. Yeah, and black is a tough walk. I'm in on black. By the way, I I know two people have come on your podcast and shit on me for not playing black. At Beth Page, I'm in this week, uh, next week to play it because I I want to compare it to to Woke Hill because yeah. I I I want to play them back to back and and see what I truly think is tougher. So yeah, we um, had that conversation after we played Oak Hill about which was tougher, and I probably need to play Black again to formulate a stronger opinion as well. So maybe we'll play, maybe we'll yeah. play Black. I don't know if I want. Oh, I'm playing Ryder Cup prep. Ryder Cup prep. I'm playing Garden City this next day. Flex the, the flex of all flexes. I don't know if I want to take. I don't know if I want Black to to kick the shit out of me on Saturday before how excited I am for that. When Saturday. are you playing Garden City? Sunday. Really? Yeah. Fuck so I'm, you, I, man. That's I'm bullshit. In, I'm in LA for uh, for ten days. Moving. Shout out Airwan Gang. I'm moving to uh, yeah. moving from the Palisades to Santa Monica. Uh, Princeton Street. Not going to give the number, but uh, it's walking. Distance. <laughs> it's walking distance from the uh, from the Airwan uh, in on Wilshire. Never seen the place. Um, okay, I've been in New York and all over the place for the past month and a half. Uh, I had my mom go look at a bunch of places. She said no to like ten in a row, and this was finally the first one where she was like, "Take it." Natalie found it and I my is mom, Natalie in LA right now? She's in Sun Valley. So we just got back from Chicago. She's in Sun so Valley. So do you have you have some time? Are you are you hitting El Cab? Oh yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna well when? I'm gonna be pretty I'm gonna be pretty busy, but you know, I feel bad. Like my regular game at El Cab, the guys I play with at El Cab, I haven't played with all summer. But so. they ditched us that one time, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They did last minute cancel when you were here. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm expecting, I told you this, but I average, because you can see on Jen, I post all my rounds to Jen. You can look back and see how many rounds you play a year. And I average over the past three years between 55 and 70 rounds of golf a year. And we just hit August and I'm at eight. I played eight rounds of golf since the beginning of January. And I want to somehow find a way to hit 55, but you know, once I get settled in LA, I don't think that's right. <laughs> you don't think that's possible because you know, I'm going to be in LA with no travel from all of September, uh, October and November. No, I'm saying, I don't think you've only played eight rounds, but I'm sure you did, but that seems light, but I know it's like super, super light. But I feel like you've played more than eight rounds, but I well, guess I, I could be wrong. No, but you need to go out at fucking El Cab. Like you're a member at an awesome country club that's 30 minutes from your place. And it's the like the most, 
it's just an awesome club and you need to get out. We love Natalie. Shout out Natalie. But you need to get out and golf more. And that's why I'm single personally, because I, I can't have it affect my golf game, um, which is horrible right now. But I need you out on LCAP. You're right, by the way. I just checked because I played Chicago. I played 11 this year. So I'm, okay. I'm getting up there. Um, okay, Brian, good to see you, my friend. We will do it again soon, buddy. I'll see you. Yes. In- All right. Yes, be good. All right, that is it for the podcast. Special thanks to Brian. Special thanks to RickRunGood.com. And we'll be back next week for the BMW Championship at Olympia Fields. Until then, best of luck with your bets this weekend. And we will see you next time. Cheers. If I ventured in the slipstream Between the viaducts of your dream Where my world still runs crack Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.